Let's be real, y'all. Welcome to Let's Be Real Podcast, the dopest sport podcast, aka the fattest sport podcast, aka the blackest sport podcast. <laughs> <laughs> in the world, That's man. the third idea for the summer. There you go. On the dog, put that on the tweet. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna start like this. We're gonna start off actually with Shakari. Uh, let's be real about getting real. Um, so of course we we joked around all last night, but y'all, we really live in a society to where we will be your best friend when you winning and we will kill you when you losing. Make it make sense. Who wanna go first? Huh? <laughs> I want, I want, I want, I want she to go first because she was going ham yesterday. She is he the one going to Jamaican restaurants on purpose and shit. Before she goes, basically, a case is don't throw stones if you live in a glass house, man. It's just that simple. Yeah, talk and, the game, you got to bag it up. It's just and that this simple. is hurting my neck. You're gonna get these jokes. Yeah, she so my okay, they were jokes. And some of the people that had the biggest issues with the jokes um, were people that don't even watch sports. <laughs> so let me go ahead and tell you what happened. Shasha was recording a video with Nike endorsement for this race. She was talking her stuff for this race that just happened uh, about 18, 19 hours ago about how she was going to do. Well, she did. She did ninth place. And after the race, she talked. Should she have been the person to talk? Not at all. I don't remember another time when we talked to someone that got last place in any race. But she got the mic. She cussed. Um, pretty, what they call it, powerful language. You know, you know the, those people that don't look like us called it powerful language. Um, but in her powerful language, she did state, you know, how she, she'll be back. This was just one race. Well, you know, good old me, I waited for that next race because I needed to see it. And here she was going to the island spot to get her some food. Now, what we don't discuss and what has not been discussed to the extent, and I want to make sure I'm very clear, there was a more distinguished person, an Olympic caliber that was in races this time. Her name is Allison Felix. She also ran at 200 meters. She also, ladies and gentlemen, got last place. But did she film a commercial about Nike the day of for this? No, she did not. Was she talking mess even after she won her medals? No, she was not. She was humble and got humbled in the 200 meters. She can come back. Miss Richardson, Godspeed, whatever you want to do. But to me, if you ain't rolling up that chronic before these races no more, then please do not enter those races. And if you want to give up, you really gave up. Let's, let's, let's call it spade a spade. She stumbled out the block, not really stumbled, but she didn't get her fastest out the block. And you could literally see her give up within those first 25 to 30 meters. To my people that don't watch sports, what is that teaching us? That's teaching us that it's okay to give up and watch others do well. And then I'm going to talk trash about it and then not show up to the next race. That race only an hour difference. She literally backed out. I, I, I will let nobody, no one. And I've watched slander from all, for all types of athletes. 
she talked it. And when I tell you she walked it, she walked it in a sprint. Floors, who's ever next. Before you, before you go, Skylar, I just want to comment on Sharky's comment. Nobody is exempt from the smoke. Hell, that's probably what she needs to do before the race, but, you know. Can we carry on, please, Skylar? <laughs> Leave Shakari alone. Go, go ahead, Lito. Go ahead, Lito. <laughs> You on mute, by the way. <laughs> if you try to talk, <laughs> okay. I'll just say that 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 was mean. Um, I will. I'll, I'll agree with you. I think, you know, the the build up going into that race. You know what happened with her not being able to run into running the Olympics. The commercial that led up into the race. Um, and you know, if she if the commercial was ran and she had the performance that she had, that would make uh, you'd be like, okay, cool. But it's. It's what you said after it was your post interview after the race is why I think there's so much backlash. Like you, you, you can't have the performance that you had and then talk the way that you talked after the race. You, you, you got to be humble. You got to be willing to take your L's on the chin. And so um, I, I'm not sure I wouldn't go as far as you said, Chidi, as far as, you know, she gave up in the race, but you could definitely tell within that first 10, 15, maybe even 30 minutes that that, that that race wasn't hers. And not only was that race not hers, she wasn't placing. Um, I, I hope she has another good race. I hope she has another good one in her. Um, but we also saw, and I think we should give, uh, you know, we should give these women highlight as well, is, is the, the, the women from Jamaica, they owned their race. They knew exactly what they were doing. It seemed as if they had an extra bit of motivation going into the race. I think one of the, the one, one of the women were interviewed and they didn't specifically say that, but she alluded to the fact that, you know, we weren't looking for her. We knew exactly who would place. We knew exactly who was going to get first, second, and third. And they, and they definitely owned it. So I definitely think, you know, their performance is worth a round of applause. And I hope Shakari has a, um, a, a very good performance. The next outing, I will say that because if it's not, then what happened last night, it's only going to get worse. I'll say that. It's on Trevor or me. Uh, Tre Trevor trying to carry on to his words. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I hey, can go. Right. Go ahead, Savage. <laughs> um, yeah. So let me just get to the whole social media thing. Uh, that's the nature of social media. Um, and Shakari is relatively young, relative to, to, to the sport. She's 21 years old. She got plenty. She got a long time. I think um, Allison Fitz is like, what, 36? That's like 15-year difference, man. So she got plenty of time to you know get, get her bears get back right. Um, but the main thing is this. Uh, we talked about, like, the mental health component with uh, Shakari and how everything that happened, you know, as far as, like, her family member being lost, things like that. It's, it's, it's hard to not catch, you know, the smoke when you go from saying, oh, you know, I have this going on and, you know, the the weed situation and then turn around and talk trash before and after and then not expect people to respond who let's be let's be real are waiting for her downfall. Personally, I'm I'm not waiting for her downfall. Like I support your character throughout the whole thing. I didn't even know who she was prior to the whole weed situation. 
Uh, but seeing her, I mean, I, I was just against the whole weed thing anyway. Like that was stupid to me. I, it wasn't about her racing and winning. It was more about her like being able to run in the first place. But um, <laughs> but on first place. But um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, as far as like her, I wouldn't have said nothing. I would just I would have did the post the post interview and said, you know what, these girls were better than me today. I know that I can run, but today give credit to the Jamaican women. Uh, which some extent she kind of did, but she could have saved the expletives and all the energy. And I know she was you know, hyped up after that whole race, as most athletes tend to be. It is kind of hard to do a, a post-game interview and not still be in the heat of the moment. Uh, but I would have much rather her just say, you know what, I'm not doing an interview. I'll do one later when I'm when I'm calmed down or whatever. Uh, and I think she'll learn from it. She's, she's a young athlete. She'll get better from it. But, I mean, as far as the smoke on social media, nobody's exempt. Like like Cap said, nobody's exempt, dog. Like LeBron not exempt, KD not exempt. Uh, Serena, she she catches her 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 L's on social media. Um, but the main thing to combat that is to do what? Win. The next race you come out and win, everybody gonna be quiet. Period. So just get out, just just train, get better, uh, and come out better uh, better next time. That being said. Them Jamaican girls are different, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Less they black women too, <laughs> and they yeah. they come they come out the womb running. <laughs> so I don't know if she'll ever get better. Um, you know, better than the Jamaican women because it's not just one, y'all. <laughs> it's not just two, y'all, it's three of them. So you gotta be better than three Jamaican women who are born for this stuff. So good luck to Shakari. Um, yes, personally, I don't think it's gonna happen against them maybe in a maybe in an american trials but hey i want to see her do well but she gotta she gotta take this humble pie take it in stride keep pushing that's all what it is just take the humble pie keep pushing should carry on as, as i've been saying to all all podcasts and that's the last time i'll use it um but yeah it, it I, I agree it is good for the sport because now we have eyes on it but um I think it was the wrong eyes for this point. I mean, of course, what happened, what happened, but we could have used that uh, portion to even highlight her and, again, just highlight the Jamaican women that actually placed and actually won this, uh, this relay. So, um, in the end, I'm rooting for Shigeri as well. I'm pretty sure she's going to use this as a learning experience and it's going to get better from it. Um, will she get back on top as far as the world is concerned? It remains to be seen because Jamaica right now, they – if you watch the Olympics at that portion, they pretty much dominated the Olympics. So they, it's it's gonna be tough. So, but in the end, I, we, I think in the end we're all rooting for it. But that's the greatest elixir to this smoke on social media is just to win. As long as you win, everything will stay quiet. But anything else, just gotta take it in stride. What I, what I got from this whole thing, we can definitely Shakari move on. Is that weed does make everything better. So speaking of making everything better, wow. Mr. Schuyler, I know, right? I mean, it does, right? <laughs> the city of Memphis uh, basketball just got a hell of a lot better. Uh, Schuyler, go ahead and bring it to us. Yeah, hopefully. I'm, well, I mean, if it is, then it is. If it ain't, it ain't. maybe it's, you know, with <laughs> with weed as well, too. But, you know, <laughs> the Memphis Tiger yet, the Memphis Tigers uh, basketball program yet again is in the news, um, albeit for good things. Um, they have officially um, added Rasheed Wallace for a former um, NBA all-star, former NBA star um, to their coaching staff. Um, I think that was announced on Wednesday. I think that was, you know, a conversation. We kind of knew that that was happening, especially with 
um, Jalen Duran committing to the University of Memphis not long ago. Um, we're still waiting on the uh, official word from Amani Bates. He had his um, official visit to Memphis on Wednesday. Actually, yes, same day, timing. Uh, Wednesday, um, when the same day as this uh, this news was announced for Rasheed Wallace. And so we're still waiting on that official word for him to, you know, to find out if he's going to commit to Memphis. But I guess my question for y'all is, you know, I think with the addition of Rasheed Wallace, I guess what do y'all, what's y'all's, I guess, um, what do you think he adds to this coaching staff that they probably that they probably already didn't have? So um, the order is in the chat. Um, Savage, I'll start with you. What do you think? You know, with the addition of Rasheed Wallace, whether it's for recruiting purposes, X's and O's, which is something you know we've talked about that Penny needs as well too. Um, or I mean, even just the NBA experience, just to say that you know everybody on the staff is, you know has that NBA experience. What do you think he adds to the to the to, to the team and coaching staff? I'll top NBA experience. This is a champion. Um, it's kind of funny because the first ever episode of Let's Be Real podcast, Sharky mentioned that Rasheed Wallace could have been the greatest power forward of all time. And I made like the notorious face uh, where I was like, what in the world? Uh, but I mean, yeah, Rasheed Wallace, his talent, you know, as an NBA player was like unmatched. Like he had, he could shoot, he can work on the block, had good defense. Uh, Killed the Lakers uh, in that finals in like 04, 05. Uh, but he 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 brings that he brings that NBA pedigree number one. But number two, I mean, uh, the, the man he went to a blue blood. He went to North Carolina, so he knows about good coaching. Um, he like I said, he was an all star player. I think the big thing that I want to see from Rasheed Watts that he probably will do. I want to see big men develop. I want to see them be able to shoot jumpers. I want to see them to be able to hand rock. I want to see them to, to to play good defense. And again, he's paired he's paired with Larry Brown, former coach that was in Detroit with him. So there's continuity with that. There's a level of respect that he has for Larry Brown. But also, I mean, this validates everybody on the roster. I mean, you got Penny, you got Topper, you got Brown, you got Rasheed Wallace. Um you got you no know, high level players like this is this is such a big deal for uh, I think the big man, DeAndre Williams, uh, Jalen Duran, Malcolm Dandridge. We should see development from them, if not on offense, definitely more so on defense and on in on the uh, on the glass, because um, I mean, Rasheed was was that kind of player uh, when he played. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see Imani Bates uh, eventually down the road at some point. But with Rasheed Wallace. Um, I think this is this is a big deal. Like Penny has done a great job at like rounding this staff out. And a lot of people were doubting that Penny could do this, you know, when he first got hired. And here we are, you know, three years later, it's three years, uh, years later. And Penny not only is bringing in high level talent uh, on the court, but also on the sidelines as well, too. That's that's going to be crucial. So uh, it's, it's looking scary for everybody else. And one thing I also want to include, and this can kind of segue into Imani Bates later if we, if we talk about him, but I think people are uh, – <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I think people are, you know, especially like Kentucky fans are saying like, oh, Memphis is not going to win a title, blah, blah. I mean, if we win a title, great. I just want to see deep tournament runs. Like I, if we win, that's it's, it's already hard enough to win a, a tournament anyway. It's like 68 teams in the tournament. Uh, but if we get to like Sweet 16, Elite Eights, Final fours, that's that's good for the program and and, and good for us. Uh, everything else is, is going to be gravy on top of that. So, yeah, Rasheed Wallace, I'm with it. Uh, I'm cool with it. It's cool with me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to elaborate more on Savage's point, on I guess he mentioned as far as uh, the defensive side of things, as far as the big man's concerned, toughness. 
um, is is what Rasheed Wallace is going to bring in addition to everything Savage just mentioned. Um, we know Memphis can defend. They're one of the best defensive teams in the country. Uh, adding Rasheed Wallace is just going to add more to the to that dynamic. And of course, we know his pedigree being an you know being an NBA All Star, NBA champion. He played at the Blue Blood at North Carolina, so you know he knows exactly what how things are going to go. So it's going to be interesting to see how, how this hall plays out um, with all with the big man's concern. Eventually, with Imani Bates, if he commits, uh, whenever that happens. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. And uh, Cap, I love you, but you are not going to sit here on this podcast and disrespect Timothy Theodore Duncan like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just it is what it is. And now, but all in all, man, this is a great move. Um, for him adding for Penny adding receivers, <laughs> but hey, roll the ball out, man. Let's let's play. That's 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 all I got to say. That, that. So for this move, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, because one, I knew that we definitely needed an assistant coach who knows the game, right? And we bring somebody who, like Matt, uh, like Matt said, he gonna bring the technicals. <laughs> I highly doubt that, but I think what he is going to bring, like you like you said, Trevor, that edge to the players, you know, defensively. Like, if Musa Cisse would have been able to work out with Rasheed Wallace, I think that he probably would have been a, a top 20, top 15 pick coming into next year's draft. Um, Rasheed Wallace, while he's one of the edgier players of NBA history, he's also one of the first big men to step out into the three-point line and do what he does at a very good rate. Um, he is the NBA champion with the Detroit Pistons. He... <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> what it's <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that that's that's a higher percentage than, than the moose was shooting at free throws, but continue. I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can't we miss you, man? Hey, we hope, we hope, he, he ain't lying, but... <laughs> but no, like I said, he's doing his uh we, we got a good player. Um at first, you know, the rumors were that we were looking to bring Chris Bosch on. I think that's been a rumor like the last year or so, and he would have been good. Um, because he does what he did what Rasheed Wallace did, and that's you know expanded the game for our big man. So um, he's bringing the edge, like you said, Trev. He's from North Carolina, so he knows what a good basketball program knows, you know, in the foundation of it. And I think recruiting wise, it, it makes us that much better when Penny is able to say we got Larry Brown and Rasheed Wallace on, on, on you know, right next to me. So I'm excited to see you know Memphis Tigers basketball. I do expect us to have a deep run this season. Um, the question is, you know, what is brought? And I think just the the presence of how to be a better post player um, is something that we have missed for years. Um, and I don't think Penny has done his best to develop talent overall, especially even at the guard position. Um, but having an assistant that can truly focus on just the bigs, like if she can just work on, it would have been the calf at this point, but we'll call him the moose, whatever. Uh, more precious and, and what that could have done right uh, for them and to develop their talent but legitimately his block work is still bar none um and so that's huge and, and that's a one thing that has been missing in the transition of just basketball overall but especially in the college ranks watch college basketball all they do is go to the three-point line that's it and so when they get to the pros, it's taking them years to even develop to try to find what it's like to be in the mid-range on the post. So you might as well get it in Memphis with she, who to me is one of the better ones. I'll give you that cap. I definitely will. We will address the other comment later um, just about that footwork. Another thing I think he'll bring is his ability to, how I will I put this? 
his his attitude changed over the years. He was not the same person with the Pistons as he was with the Blazers. And so you're talking about 17 to 20 year old kids. Some are transferring over and have a different personality or mindset going into this. I think she is one of those that can yoke you up and talk to you the way you need to be talked to and to help develop their mindset as well as what you're here to do. You may have been number one in your high school, but you're number seven here. So let's get that together and get that taken care of and squared away. So I think he also brings that aspect, besides what you guys have already mentioned, to this field of talent that is the coaching talent that is here at the University of Memphis. Skyler? Yeah, I, I can't do anything but agree with everything that y'all said, you know, whether it's from a development standpoint, whether I think, you know, it's to develop, you know, the players in the front court, whether that's Jalen Duran. I think another player that will quality very much of benefit from this move is DeAndre Williams. He doesn't get talked about at all. He's not that, you know, that five star name, but he I think he's going to be a very vital key into you know, that potential run that Savage was talking about because, you know, he has the NBA experience, which at the end of the day, you know, most teams that win the NCAA tournament, they have some form of experience on, on the bill. And I think the Angel Williams is like 24, I think, something like that. So he has enough experience for everybody. So I think, you know, him and Jalen Duran that definitely benefit from this move. But I think, you know, it also helps Benny, uh, Penny just with recruiting, you know, just to say, you know, I've been in the league for X, uh, you know, X, Y, and Z here years. Larry Brown has been in the league this amount of years. Cody Topper has, you know, has helped develop, you know, Devin Booker, one of the rising stars um, in the NBA. And then you just say, oh, yeah. And then I got Rasheed Wallace here, too, who, you know, again, to your point, she is probably, you know, one of the best big men in the league, especially being on the block. So, you know, if you want, you can walk into any recruits home, kitchen, living room with that staff. Like you could be like, all right, damn, like, okay, yes, I'll come. Like, you're like, cause that that's legit. Like, not too many teams can do that. Um, <laughs> to be honest with you, now I think about it, like that's the D League, like Memphis and that coaching staff, that's the D League, like that's the developmental league. Like, you have a, a, a great point guard, you have you know, great power forward, you have one of the greatest coaches of all time. Like, that's that's a lot to say. Um, that I don't think anybody else and any other program in the country can say like that's a lie. And again, I said this a couple of weeks ago. Penny, you know, the man is gold. Like he does everything at its time for a specific reason. And, and I feel like you know everything that he's done has been gold. He's done everything that he's done for a reason when it's done. And so, um, now Savage, you want to talk about the money base? Yeah, because I think at this point we're just kind of waiting on it. But you know. This is this is news, and I think we all kind of see the Monty Bates thing coming. But this this is great. Like I I just bought my season tickets for the Tigers, so I I can't wait to see what the coaching staff, uh, what type of energy they bring to the players as well too, <laughs> and, and and of course NIL. Um, so we'll transition from you know from you hold, know, hold on real real quick, Skyler. Um, one thing, well, one more thing is that actually we all know that Rasheed Wallace wasn't actually supposed to come to the University of Memphis at first. He was uh, supposed to go to Lamar on college and help Mr. Bonzi Wells, who's now the head coach uh, for Lamar on. So Mrs. Clayton ended up asking a question. Uh, why is Bonzi under the Memphis Tigers topic? Why exactly? I'm pretty sure you can answer this one real quick for Yeah. So actually, Bonzi Wells was supposed to, if I'm like, I think he was supposed to be um, on Penny's staff. Uh, wait, no, 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 no. Rasheed Wallace. Rasheed was supposed to be yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's 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 why it's on there. But I, I, I still think like you know, adding Bonzi Wales to you know 
to the LLC, like to the 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 more on a basketball program. Again, that's huge, bro. Like to uh, I'm not sure of all the coaches, you know, in that league, but to say Bonzi Wells is your coach for like um for your basketball program, again, is 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 crazy. Now, again, I felt extremely old um when I saw this. I'm like, dang, like Bonzi Wells, like I just feel like I just saw him play like 10 years ago. Um, so again, just like I mean, like what what does he bring to you know not just LLC, but what does he bring to to the city with him just now being named as the coach of LLC? Same order. Uh, again, it's the NBA experience, man. Um, I, th- I think when when you're a basketball player at a, at a small school at an HBCU, uh, you're you're looking to to get better and develop. So. Uh, there was that player. I f- he was coming to Memphis, but then he went somewhere else. Um, the guy came from Hampton. I forgot his name. Uh, oh. But go, he went to a small Mike, school. Mike Williams? No, nah, not Mike. Yeah. It's, it, he, he was coming to Memphis uh, this okay. year, and then he left. Oh, no, no, okay, okay. I, f- oh, I forgot his name. Uh, yeah, but it, it, either way, it doesn't matter. Like, like when you when you're thinking about like a small school, you you're thinking about more times than not from the player perspective. It's like, how can I get better to go somewhere else? Which sounds bad for HBCU, but that's the reality of, of basketball and this stuff. Like, Bonzi was going to help develop these players, one, and then two, bring in better players to Lemoyne, knowing that might not have been able to go to Memphis. Like, you know what? I'm going to go down straight to Lemoyne, and maybe if I get better, I can go to Memphis. So it may low key be a pipeline uh, one way or another. But I mean, just thinking about for Lemoyne, this is great for Lemoyne to have, you know, an NBA player who's been in the game, who's been, who played well, who's, who's been in the city before. Um, it's gonna be good for Lamar. I'm 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 happy about. I'm happy to happy to see what they uh what they do uh down the street. Yeah, same here, man. Is everything Savage just touched on NBA experience? Um, you're keeping your local talent basically home at this point with this move. Uh, so for those that were unable to possibly get recruited to go to Memphis, they can go to LOC, get themselves better, and possibly look to go to Memphis. But I gotta toot my own horn on this for for Sheed and Bonzi coming to the city because I had a chance to. Uh, say what's up to both of them when I had a chance to go to the Irish and Classic, and now that they're both here in the city, is 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 great. So I got to toot my horn just a little bit on on, on that one. So, but uh, I'm excited for for both Bonzi and uh, Rasheed. Definitely gonna be at that first game. Uh, the when these two teams match up, definitely may stick around for the LOC homecoming uh <laughs> basketball game this year. So. I'm excited, man. Memphis is now becoming the basketball city. It was a basketball city now, but it's becoming the basketball city. As we should be. As we should be. Like, well, Bonzi going to uh, an HBCU, right? It only makes HBCUs that much better. Uh, we see uh, Coach Primetime at, at TSU. We see other black players going, uh, former black players, you know, trying to reach out their hand to HBCUs. And I think that it, it's, it's beautiful to see, especially being somebody of the culture, uh, of somebody of the city like Bonzi Wells was. Um, he's still some of a Grizz Nation's favorite uh, favorite Grizz player at this point. Um, so huge shout out to Bonzi Wells. And we also got to give a shout out to uh, their podcast. Uh, Bonzi Wells and Rasheed Wallace do have a podcast uh, called Let's Get Technical. So make sure y'all go check that out. Um, I'm pretty sure it's going to be dope content on there as well so I'm, I'm excited to see that i'm excited to see that for sure but shout out to bunsy wells yeah and um i i like your your first part of it too because like really a shout out to to deon sanders right deon sanders is one that said hey we need to really go back into our schools and go back and get our people back right um and given those that experience and it's opened the doors to like you know other players including eddie george right eddie george is at tsu 
um, and coaching there. And so it's giving more light to HBCUs. Um, and so kudos to Bonzi, kudos to HBCU. This is a win for HBCUs, not just LOC itself um, for that. So if you ask me whether it's bringing, it's bringing more talent to surround the talent that is with HBCUs. We don't talk about HBCU basketball at all uh, because we feel as though, and I'm not saying that we do, but we feel as though the talent is watered down because it's not, it's not D1 basketball. They're not in the Final Four. They're not in the Sweet 16. They're not any of those things. But there's talent there. They just need to be groomed better. Um, so to hear Bonzi Wells, and I'm sure this is going to be a domino effect for HBCU basketball coaches now um, to hear more of people that can actually do this. Um, so kudos to that. Um, and maybe Chris Bosch can find somewhere there. <laughs> I, I think I think this helps. I think this helps in two ways. I think one, it helps again to what Savage just said. You know, it helps those players um you know develop it helps because i'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of joint practices whether we know about them or not between loc and memphis and i think it will you know it will benefit it will benefit those players at lamar and to kind of go up against you know a, a little bit upper uh, upper level but at least to go against d1 talent on a pretty frequent basis so you know to get ready for the league and to get ready for that tournament so i definitely think it helps them in that case but you know to you what you just said Chidi, i think not only does you know this give more conversation to hbcus but it gives conversation to those hbcus that are not talked about right we always hear about you know the hampton we always hear about the howards the tsus the clark Atlantis, but you don't hear about you know you don't hear about lamar no and, and you know i i think with the addition of bonds and wills you're going to constantly have whether it's nba prospects whether it's you know scouts from um from other d1 schools just to kind of you know come in there from time to time um find players that will you know help fill out their roster too so i think that i think that's this is nothing but a huge win um for memphis but also for lfc as well too cool 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 well let's take this from college basketball to college football Jeff, what you got all right well in the um effort to take down the thanos of college football which is the sec uh, <laughs> The ACC, the Big Ten, as well as the Pac-12 um, have been in discussions of forming a big a super alliance, basically, uh, which they're going to make official because I just read just yesterday that they're planning to formally announce that they're going to form this alliance with these three conferences. So uh, we can keep the order that's in on the screen, starting with two. Uh, just want to get you guys' take on this new um, this new super alliance now. Now going from the Power Five to now the Power Two. I mean, we we saw what happened in Infinity War. Like they lost at Thanos. <laughs> so I mean, I don't know too much. To say. I mean, maybe people will actually start watching Big Ten football on Saturday. You know, if they going against a Pac-12 school, which I can't even name a Pac-12 school to be honest with you. USC. Um, you Ohio State and Oregon play this year. You're welcome. Sure, that may be the game of the year for 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 Big Ten football, but. I think that if you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do to make the money go up, right? So, you know what I'm saying? Hey, shout out to my Longhorns, but don't you be disrespectful. You know, <laughs> but you gotta you do what you gotta rude, are you in for a rude awakening if you're a Longhorns fan? Boy, boy, boy. Give it time, man. This, just just give it time. This is SEC different down here. Like you, you in the Big 12, you just had to worry about Oklahoma and maybe a couple of others. 
<laughs> here you 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 can get hey Arkansas can catch you slipping like <laughs> I'm just yeah, right, right 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 I mean like I said the the the, the lines you got to do what you got to do for the money so I mean if it makes sense for the uh, not cool at all league then I guess it makes sense with us so it is what it is good luck yeah um I haven't done too much reading about the super alliance that is formed I, I see you didn't mention the big what was it the big six now um that you know is the big 12 that went down and it was shrunk or anyways um but i mean i, I call a spade a spade like i am a high state football fan y'all know that um but i know that the sec has better talent and has won the champion you cannot disagree with what alabama has done you can't disagree with lsu has done um in these years um and i didn't mention texas duh um and like I don't know what the Super Lions is going to do. SEC is just better right now. Um, it just happens. Like NBA, sometimes the Western Conference is way better than the Eastern Conference, right? It just things happen. It's a pendulum swing. Um, but SEC hasn't given up their grips yet um, about it, and I don't know if they will on <laughs> uh, this upcoming year or two. But I will say this. I'm always and still going to cheer for Ohio State football through and through. I'm a, a thorough fan, and we got some chips coming up even though we do only play Oregon, I think. Um, but we got some discussion, and we got some room for discussion for Ohio State football moving up. Uh, even if we do lose to an SEC team, well, I bet you we put up a better fight than the Longhorns. Oh, shit, it's on me. Oh, uh, no, Are I you mean, just being difficult today. Huh? Welcome back, Sheedy. Welcome back. Let's give a round of applause for Sheedy coming back, y'all. Let, let's do that. Cause my God, he started off, and we ain't even got to the NFC part, uh, the NFL yet. Uh, no, this actually made sense. You know, with with when you saw the, when you saw the news that Texas and Oklahoma were going to the SEC, every other conference, of course, this had to make sense. This had to make sense in order for you to um, to keep money to keep. I won't say to keep money too, but to keep money rolling in as much as it did over the past couple of years. Um, because now you're about to see that the SEC is about to take over. They already have a huge partnership with ESPN. A lot of their games are, you know, run through ESPN already as it is. So um, this does nothing but make sense financially for them. Um, but it also makes sense in the simple fact when it comes to scheduling. Um, again, with that, with that amount of good teams uh, playing each other every week, I mean, as the SEC is, you know, if you're Ohio State, if you're – um, you know, USC, if you're UCLA, if you're Michigan, Michigan State, you have to, you know, do something along these lines to ensure that you have a fair chance of getting into the playoff because Alabama could lose, you know, a game. They could lose two games, but still be part of that conversation, or at least right now for the, you know, the final four. But, you know, as the, as the, the playoff expands, they'll still, you know, with two losses, hey, like they'll still be in the conversation to get into the playoff. If you're Ohio State right now, if you lose one game, you may not get in. If you're Michigan, if you're USC, you lose two games, you may not get in. So it's better to, you know, go about doing this way and, you know, and and, and have as many teams on your schedule that have that are ranked in the top 25 for the sake of your resume. Because at the end of the day, that's what matters when it comes to December and finding out who gets a playoff spot. So this this makes sense. All right. Pack 12 Pack eleven, pack nine, ACC, NCC, uh, Big Pac West, Pac Big Pac South. Pac <laughs> <laughs> like they, 
the SEC gonna win. I don't really care about this mess, man. Like, don't nobody care about nobody care about USC football since Reggie and them left. Don't nobody care about Texas football since, since VY and them left. Don't nobody care about uh, anybody else on the other side of the country. Like, <laughs> don't nobody care. It, SEC gonna take care of bidding like they always do. You might get one year where Ohio State will get the chip and then it'll go to Clemson and then it'll go to everybody else in the SEC, Alabama, Georgia, whoever else it is. I don't care. NCAA get together. Or, or, or the SEC gonna make its own league. Gonna make its own league. Yeah, I don't care. Go ahead, Trip. I don't care. Shout out to Reggie Bush for that Wendy's commercial, too. Give him, give him his Heisman back at this point. Give him his Heisman back. Yeah, he got the bag with that Wendy's commercial, though. But give him Literally. his Heisman back. Yeah. But that's, that's pretty much all I have, man. Anybody else before we transition to the NFL? Go Longhorns and Tiger Woods. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can't wait to get the captain back. He at least stays on topic. <laughs> anyway, Dang, go ahead, everybody just okay. As we move along, the NFL season has arrived. Um, there are quarterback position battles that are yet to be um, determined. So whether it's the Saints, the 49ers, the Patriots, or the Bears, um, they have each um, at least two quarterbacks that are vying for the starting quarterback position. Um, so we'll break. We'll go through each one of those teams. We'll go through those four teams and find out or we'll discuss um, who will be uh, week one starting quarterback um, when the season opens here in a few weeks. So, again, that chat is in the order. The, the order of the chat um, is there. Um, so we'll start off with the Saints. The Saints currently have um, Jameis Winston. Um and um crap, what's the guy's name? Can you Taysom Hill. There you go, Taysom Hill. I guess that's his name. That are vying, they're um battling for the the Q, the QB one position. So between those two, who do you guys think will be the starting quarterback, or who who at least gives the Saints the better chance of at least getting to the playoffs? I'll say that. Uh, well, starting with me, honest and truthfully, I know despite how country as hell he can be at times with, with his antics and things of that nature when he's in interviews, but I got to go with Jameis Winston um, to be the QB one for the – I've seen what Taysom Hill can do under center in a real-life football game. Just for those who don't know, just go fire up that St. Broncos game from last season, and that will tell you everything you need to know about Taysom Hill as a quarterback in this league. So for the Saints, uh, I'm not sure they're going to win a whole lot. I mean, they'll probably be in the playoff game, but they're not going to be as formidable as they were last season. But if I had to choose somebody, it'll be Jameis. It has to be Jameis Winston for QB1. I would uh, have to agree with my alien brother. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Even though he didn't play much last year, the year before he still threw five that for five thousand yards on a bad eye. So, um, if I had to pick one, I'm gonna go Jameis Winston for QB one, and I I hope you have a bad season. So you know, yeah, I mean it's more Uh, against for your Panthers. We get it exactly. Oh, that's cute. Um, to me, um, the quarterback should be Cyclops. Uh, Jameis Winston, um, but you don't pay Taysom Hill that amount of money and not let him start game one. So the question is, who's going to start game one? Give me actually Taysom Hill for that. Because means going to finish the season. Yeah, what, what Sharky said, give me the guy that's practicing safe sex out here. I go with Jameis Winston. 
What? <laughs> but, but I, think, I actually think I think Taysom Hill actually is going to be the guy that gets the most reps at quarterback. Can I do that? Can Can I do that? I think he's going no. to get the most reps. Okay. No. Well, I still think he's going to be quarterback. I think I, I think he's still going to be quarterback one. I think Sean Payton is probably one of those coaches that makes decisions, and he wants to be. And he's kind of like a GM. He's going to make a decision. He's going to want to prove that he's right. Um, so again, to to Shiki's point about you know Taysom Hill getting all that money, he's going to want to prove that Taysom Hill was worth all of that. So I think Taysom Hill is going to get a lot of the reps. I think he's going to be starting um, week one. Will he be starting by the end of the season? That I'm not sure, but I honestly think Jameis is the better answer there. Uh, but I actually think Taysom Hill is going to start. Uh, any anything else about that one? All right, so now we will move over to the West Coast. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers also have a quarterback battle as well. Uh, recently acquired Trey Lance, um, top five pick, top two pick um, in the most in this year's draft, um, is battling with Jimmy Garoppolo for the the starting the starting spot. So again, same question: Who do you guys think will be the quarterback one for um, for the start of the season for that team? Same one. Yeah, I, this is kind of confusing for me because I'm not sure what San Fran wants to do like as a team. Are they still looking to compete to get a playoff spot or this is some kind of throwaway year to kind of build up Trey Lance? Either way, I feel that Trey Lance should be the starter, um, whether or not um, whether the 49ers are competing or not. Um, I just think we've seen enough of Jimmy Garoppolo to know that he's just – He's not that guy. Like, he's a serviceable backup, but he's not a typical guy that you would want as a QB1 on a potential uh, playoff contender. Um, so I would just hand the reins over to Trey Lance. You traded up to get him, to take him uh, as high as you did in the draft. So just throw him out there to the wolves, for lack of a better term. Let him learn. Let him make his mistakes. And then just see where you are, you know, towards the end of the season and see what you can go moving forward. So Trey Lance. I'm gonna actually go uh, with with my, with my guy uh, Seth, but I don't see it going past <laughs> maybe half the season. And I wouldn't say I always smoking that good. I mean, <laughs> Trey Lance, like no. I said, like Trevor said, he moved up. The, the 49ers moved up to get him right and selecting him with the top two pick. But you do have Jimmy G, and we the 49ers, like Trev said, you hit it right on the head, bro. We don't know what the hell they doing. You know what I'm saying? You 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 get a you got a nice rookie quarterback that you traded up for, but you also have a great quarterback in Jimmy G. But overall, have they gotten better this offseason? I don't think so. But then again, that whole division didn't get better outside of maybe who was it? Arizona, the Rams got better. Rams got better. Rams got better. And the Cardinals. And the Cardinals. I said the Cardinals, the Cardinals, yeah, the Cardinals got, got better too. Rams. Yeah, the Cardinals got better. And too. the Rams. So it's like, did starring Jimmy G gonna put you ahead of those two teams? I doubt it. Is Trey Lance gonna put you ahead of those two teams? I doubt it. So they're just in a crazy situation. Like I said, I got Jimmy G starting, but I definitely don't have him finishing the season as QB one. Jimmy G starts, um, and the reason my philosophy behind that is, if we think about what the 49ers went through last season, um, let us forget that they had to start a whole bunch of different offensive linemen um, throughout the entire season, and who protects the quarterback as the offensive lineman. So until they solidify that and get that together, I wouldn't put who I just trade all the way up for a second pick behind a fluky offensive line to possibly get into a, a Cincinnati Bengals situation where my best player is now out. 
for the remainder of the season. Um, so give me Jimmy G for now. And again, that doesn't mean he's going to end the season, but to start the season, yeah, yes, he's QB1. Um, yeah. give, give me, give me Trey Lance. I, I, and I say that cause I've been there before with a team that drafted a quarterback in the top two and he was third string in the preseason. Oh, hell, you've been there a couple of times. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dr- drafted a quarterback number two, traded up for him. Um, he was third string quarterback and then got hurt in the preseason, like first game of the preseason. And it still started week one anyway. Um, Money talks, y'all. And when you move assets to go get a quarterback, and then once you draft a quarterback, clock starts on them having to pay them. Uh, and with him being a first-round pick, you really only get like five years or four or five-ish years to pay him. And you want to know what you got immediately. And more times than not, you'll know what you got from a quarterback if you throw them out into the pool and they and whether they can play. We've seen that from, from different quarterbacks in the past couple of years. So I think it's Trey Lance. I think they'll trade either trade Jimmy G or bench him at some point. Uh, so give me Trey Lance. Exactly. The, the latter part of what you say, which is I think that's why they're going to start Jimmy G. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons they're going to uh, start Jimmy G week one with the with the with the idea with they're going to trade him at some point. Um, and so what better way to do that than to at least get him get some film out there, um, get him out there for a couple of games to prove that, you know, he's still got it. And he's worth somebody trading for because somebody's going to need a quarterback at some point, whether it's midseason, whether it's the end of the season, going into next season. Somebody's going to need a quarterback. Uh, and I think the other reason why Jimmy G starts is as talented, talented as Trey Lance is, he doesn't have the reps in my opinion, to be starting as of yet. Now, Grant, again, you moved up to go get him, and I think that's a viable reason why he should start. But I think, you know, the reasons the 49ers weren't that good last year, GD mentioned, one, the offensive line. Two, Damon Dan's entire defense was depleted by, like, week four. Like, their, their backup, C.J. Beathard, and I forgot, the, Nick Mullins, I think, they were they, they were bad, but they were, they were being saved a lot still by – the 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 49ers ability to play defense. I think that's I think that's what saved them. So with knowing that the last time Jimmy G was healthy, he got you to a Super Bowl and was actually a throw away from you actually winning. I think that's enough for him to at least start. Um, and then maybe they'll go Trey Lance toward the end of the season. But I think I think Trey Lance is going to be starting at least by the end of the season. But I think Jimmy G starts majority of season until maybe he gets hurt because that's his only thing he just can't he just can't stay healthy okay Okay. Uh, all righty so now we will move over to the northeast we'll move over to new england they have a very spicy quarterback battle up there um tails boy cam newton is battling with uh, Sheedy's boy or somebody's boy, Mac Jones from Alabama. Yo, boy. That's your boy. Yo, boy. I wish there was a round the horn. I could mute all of y'all, but this is my segment. Um, but yeah, so, you know, Cam Newton and Mac Jones are battling out for, again, quarterback one for the Patriots. So, again, who, who, who starts week one for the New England Patriots? From what I've been seeing, Belichick and crew, they want to start Mac Jones. They want to start Mac Jones, but I believe hmm. week one Cam Newton will be the starter. And I think Cam Newton. I, I'll say I'll say my question for 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 once for for later once everybody goes. But I think week one it'll it'll be Cam Newton. 
Well, I think week one through week 16, 17, how many damn games they got this season? The answer is going to be Cameron Jarrell Newton. Um, <laughs> like, we, we we saw what he did a year before COVID. COVID kind of messed everybody up. But before COVID, you know, took Cam out, the Patriots are actually playing pretty good football. So I think they're going to continue what was going on. They got, you know, they, they got somewhat better receivers. But, you know, um, I, I got Cam Newton starting. Um, and, and we're going to go from oh, there. Oh, I don't know. Cam ain't looking too hot. Cam, Cam ain't looking too hot in training camp right now. I'm just going to be real. Go ahead. Just. Hey, man, I'm going to go when, when Cam fall. That's when I'm going to fall. But until then, he, he still, he's there for a reason. So we're going to roll with that. Yeah, he he, yeah. So this one that I'm more torn about. Um, the other ones I was kind of more straightforward because I think Mac Jones played in a in a system that got him more ready to be ready to take over the reins in, in game one, um, as opposed to the other ones so far that we've mentioned. Um, and he's got a coach that believes in that he can. Um, and to your point too, yeah, they put some more weapons around the quarterback, whoever that quarterback is and was. Um, they also got better on defense and got Stefan Gilmore back and, and some other players. So this is a different and a better, more enhanced Patriots team. Um, Mr. Sake, all right, man, man, give me Mac. Let's let Mac cook game one, quarterback one. Um, and I'm sure Belichick is going to start with Cam, but just because I don't want to be the same, give me Mac. You just don't like the Panthers, and that's cool, Sheedy. That's cool. Even if you're a former Panther, it's a-okay, buddy. I, I get the vibes. Mm, I'm going to talk about the Panthers later. I got some time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I guess so. I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to say it's Cam because, like Tooth mentioned, they were playing actually pretty well until the COVID situation happened. Uh, give me give me Cam New. I think Mac Jones probably – I don't think he's going to play this year, honestly. I think it's going to be Cam the whole year, and then Cam's going to go somewhere else. And then Mac will be the guy. I don't, I don't think Mac is fully ready just yet. Give me Cam Newton. Yeah, I think what y'all y'all may hear even in the background, he was is saying Cam Newton, and I'm I actually agree with Cam Newton. Cam Newton's going to start. She's so smart. Cam Newton's going to be on a very very short leash. Um, I think you know there are a lot of people or players missing from New England's um, defensive side of the football last year. They opted out due to COVID. Um, so, and Bill Belichick is going to always have a good defense. And so um, I think they're going to start Cam Newton with the understanding that we know we have a good defense. We just need some, we just need to run the ball, protect the ball. If we have to win every game nine to six or 15 to 10, then we'll take that. But the reason I said Cam Newton is going to be on a short leash is because Cam Newton turned the ball over a lot last year. Um, and so they, I think with them adding J- John o. Smith and Hunter Hen- uh, Henry, they, they added players based on Cam Newton's, uh, skill set. Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, he played well in Oakland. So I saw him that. That's true. Um, yeah. but Cam Newton can't turn the ball over as much as he did last year. If he's turning the ball over, you know, a lot by week three, week four, they're very comfortable with starting Mac Johnson. I don't think they have a single issue with that. So I think it, I think it'll be Cam Newton, and I think Cam Newton will, will he can have and keep the job as long as he's not turning the ball over. If he's if he's turning it over a lot, then then that's it. Yeah, I think right. a better way to ask this question is I think we're all kind of agree like veterans are probably going to besides this Trey Lance guy, but like at what point do we switch over to the next quarterback? You know what I mean? Like, well, I'll let you continue your second. No, no, no. You, Tuna Trevor, riddle me this: over or under six games. 
over, over. way over, way I'll take over. over. I'll take over. I think that because I think they're going to be playing much better because of their defense. They may not even necessarily be Cam Newton. I think he he'll play better because they have better weapons. Because last year they had absolutely he, he wasn't throwing to nobody. He was throwing it to me uh, last agreed. season. Now, Cam Newton didn't play well, but he also didn't have anybody to throw to. So I, I, I'll say that. But yeah. I think because the team this year will be better, I think Cam Newton. I'll take well over six. And they have a running game now too. They got they like four running backs. I saw that when they played us. I was like, God, Lee, they get four running backs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, and to Shitty's point, the, the last quarterback battle, I actually said this one for last because this one's about it's easy, but it's timing on this one. So Chicago Bears is the last one for this for this segment. Um, Chicago Bears currently have um have have Andy Dalton, <laughs> funny. Um, battling Justin Fields for that quarterback position in Chicago. So who's going to be starting week one for the Chicago Bears? I think Trevor may have paused. Oh, there you go, I think. Go ahead, Trevor. Trevor, you good? Or you on mute. I think you might need to call in, Trevor. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like he's talking. Trevor, Trevor can't hear you. To go ahead. Okay. Um, with the time, I know the timing and everything still seems off, but I'm still go with Justin Fields. Um, he's definitely, so I'm gonna say the best quarterback in the draft. I think he's the best quarterback in the draft outside of Sunshine, but Sunshine won't do too much in, in Jacksonville. So, you know, uh, with that being said, I think he's the best quarterback in this draft. Uh, he'll get ample opportunity to do what he needs to do. Uh, the timing of him getting, you know, hurt yesterday, I think it was, uh, it sucks, but he does, we do have a couple more weeks until week one. So I expect Justin Fields to be QB one for the Bears. Um, hey girl. Um, I'm gonna say Andy Dalton. Um, and the reason why I say Andy Dalton is because Fields, to your point, suffered injuries last or whatever it was in the preseason, along with um, you know, in our final games, uh, playing at Ohio State. So, we want to keep him, and I believe Chicago wants to keep him still ready to play. Um, now, granted, Andy Dalton didn't, didn't give you much, but are we expecting the Bears to? To contend for a Super Bowl um, or anything like that, or even in a playoff spot. So, uh, to me, I, I would say Andy Dalton is going to start um, and probably start for some time until Fields is completely healthy and they understand what they have, which is one, like to your point, one of the better um, players, uh, better quarterbacks that were drafted. Justin Fields. Just that simple. Justin Fields. I trust it. We know who Andy Dalton is. We know who the player formerly known as Nick Foles is. Justin Fields. Super Bowl winner, Nick Foles. That's why I call him the player formerly known as Nick Foles. (laughs) 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 I think it's going to be Justin Fields because I think the Chicago Bears fans have waited far too long for a QB1. The man playing crazy in preseason. They got to go ahead and throw him out there for the same reasons why I said Trey Lance to start. Uh, trade it up for him. This is your guy. The clock is ticking as soon as the season starts as far as like paying your quarterback and you want to maximize, you know, getting him, you know, experience as much as possible. Uh, I don't care what they told Andy Dalton about him being QB1. Uh, if you see Justin Fields on, on that field, you, you see exactly why he started in week one. So give me Justin Fields. 
I think Andy Dalton starts week one, but I think he don't make it past like week two um, because I think I think Chicago, I think they have Seattle, I think, their first game of the season. Um, and so that's difficult for anybody. Um, and I think it's in Seattle, too. So I don't think you want to I don't think I don't want to say scare him, but um, you want to at least give him as much confidence as he can early. Um, and I think depending on how this Seattle game goes, um, then I don't think they'll start. Justin Fields. But I will say this, Matt Nagy is on the hot seat and he better start Justin Fields very, very quickly. That means if he got to start him, you know, second half of game one, then he better do that. He's on the hot seat. And if Chicago is struggling, they are, he won't make it to, you know, the trade deadline. He'll probably be fired by the end just because he hasn't, he was brought there to be an offensive minded coach and they, and their offense has sucked ever since he's gotten there. It's not looked good. Um, so I think that's why they have to start Justin Fields as soon as they can. Because to what you said, just said, like it's 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 clear, it's evident that Justin Fields is the better quarterback. We saw what Andy Dalton did in, in Dallas. He wouldn't. I'm not sure what else you need to see. Yeah, so the Bears start the season week one. Uh, I think it's the Sunday night football game against the Rams. So Oh Rams, sorry. Okay. So, yeah. Hang up either. <laughs> I changed it. Let me change so, it. It's, it's Matt Stafford. Let me change. I'm not Matt Stafford, but uh, Andy Dog. Wow. I'm changing it. I'm changing it. Andy Dog. Because Lord have mercy. Yeah, Aaron Donald. Your yeah. first game of the season. And you got to go against yeah, Aaron never mind. Donald. Andy Dog. Because Aaron yeah, Donald exactly and, and, and Ramsey. Never mind. <laughs> Jeez, good point. Yeah, I'm gonna have to switch mine to give my boy another week to recover. <laughs> Never mind. <Yeah. laughs> week two, here we go. <laughs> I think somebody, I don't know which one of you guys said it, but I think he said, I don't know if they were talking about with Justin Fields or who have you or Andy Dalton. I think they said, man, I make it past week two. That's that's looking like a possibility. Sure. So they're at they're at LA for Sunday night football. The following week they open up their home, open up their home against the Bengals. So yeah, if they're on two to start the season, you might see Justin Fields a lot. Somewhere. Yeah, you can go and run <laughs> little Andy Dalton out there. You know, go and run him out there for the for the game for game one. That's fine. You you you'll take you'll take one and one. You'll take the first one against Cincinnati. So yeah. Who knows? They may try to do a Dalton versus old team in week two type of media deal. I mean, we never know. So I agree. I agree. But we know storylines, man. Uh, good publicity, bad publicity, it's publicity overall. So, yep. Uh, it's on me. If y'all can't tell, I got my baby with me. Kira's still hey. down. So I got to hold on to her. Uh, so I might not be as vocal if, if she turning up. But we on the top 10 quarterbacks real list um i feel like this list is for the most part fair so i'm gonna run through oh, it real quick it's what skylar did for me but we gonna we gonna we gonna we gonna, we gonna pass on that because it didn't make it matter number one was right, tom let's... brady number one's tom brady we all Good. know that number two pat mahomes we know that number three aaron Rodgers. we know that Number four, top four, Allen. We know that. Number five, Russell Wilson. Number six, Deshaun Watson. We're not speaking on his situation. We all know that. Uh, number seven, Lamar Jackson. Number eight, Latani, Ryan Tannehill. No, yeah, I feel the same about Lamar Jackson. Uh, number nine, Dak Prescott. Number 10, Matt Stafford. Gentlemen, that's the top 10 LBRs, quarterbacks for this upcoming season. We can go in the order on the screen. Have at it. 
What? 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 I'm saying, I'm saying too. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying too. Can he get Odell back on back? And he get Kyler Murray. Whoa, 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 whoa. Everybody? I thought about right this. Now? I thought about this. I, I honestly thought about this, and this is why he's on my list and Baker's not. But if Baker's on the list, Ben's got to be on the list because Ben had a better season than Baker. Yes, he did. Check the stats. Didn't Check Baker get him that work twice in a row at the end of the season in the hey, playoffs? That's true. That's true. I, I give you And Baker's getting one of the <laughs> on, best wide receivers in the game. On the team back. side. Let's be real. Hold on, hold on. On the team side. Let's be real. On the team side. Yeah, they beat us in the playoffs. And then the first the game before, you beat Mason Rudolph, which is not really hard to do anyway. But check the stats between Ben and uh check the stats between Ben and, and Baker. Ben has pretty much Better stacks. It's, it's, it's not, I mean, it's not obvious. Well, this, this, this is the thing about the realists. We're projecting for next season, not previous season. Yeah, and, I'm, and, and that's, top 20, that's, not that's top why, 10. That's why, Seth, what the heck? Somebody, somebody oh, kicks. Somebody yeah. kicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tag me in, Trevor. Top Tag 20, maybe, top 20 yeah. maybe too low, though. I, I yeah. give him top 15. I give him top 15. I had Baker at nine, so he's he's like a fringe top 10 player, but I feel like Baker this year. I feel like their defense is going to be way better, which is going to yield him to be a better quarterback. You got two of the top running backs in the league. You got two of the top receivers in the league. You got tight ends. The team is – the coach is there now. They got a great coach in the fans. Yeah. So, I feel like – he, he has, I feel like it's the year for him. He has the capability to do it. I just need to see it. Okay. That, That's fair. The, 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 the That's North fair. still runs through Benjamin Roethlisberger. So until I see, it. not no more. Not Wait, since last year. Look like he want to say something. Go, Go ahead, Scott. <laughs> what Savage just said, what Took just said, is the reason why Baker Mayfield is not in my top ten. That team is good. The team is good. The running backs are good. The offensive line is good. That defense is good. But Baker Mayfield himself is not a top ten quarterback because even if he was, ladies and gentlemen. He had he hadn't got a contract extension yet. If, if 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 Cleveland felt as if he was a top ten quarterback, if they felt like he was the answer, why is he hadn't gotten an extension yet? Look, I learned a long time ago not to question God's plan, so <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with it. So you're a salty Steelers fan. That's all it is. You're you're a salty Steelers fan, and I'm not. That's cool. That's cool. I'm not salty because guess what? Josh Allen he got an extension. Hey, it's coming. That's coming. Faces is a virtue, gentlemen. It's coming. It's coming. I'm serious when I say this. I'm not. I'm not hating against them. Cleveland is a good team. Mm-hmm. They have the, the best offensive line in the league. I just, they have I two really good running backs. They have a running back that's in the top. I think our top three. Their defense is legit. Like I'm not questioning any of that. But the question was, give me your top ten quarterbacks. And again, I get everything that's around him. I mean, I don't think he's the top ten quarterback in the league. That that's my only thing. Thank you, Sharky. Look, he yeah, had I, 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 okay, Sharky. Okay, Sharky. That's what that's what I want to hear. I'll take back on Lamar Jackson. I will take back on Lamar Jackson. I will too. Yeah. Why is Lamar Jackson on this list? Lamar, not my top ten. I got bigger over him. Lamar, Lamar can't can't grow. I just want to know why why is he on why is he on the top ten? Lamar, yeah, Ooh. me too. Yeah. I ain't got my mind. Top 10 quarterbacks, yeah. like, why? Well, I mean, Lamar Jackson, 
the only team he loses to is what? Who, Kansas that. City and Tennessee? Was the two really good things everybody else he beats? Look at this percentage. Like, he's winning games. He's winning games. Lamar Jackson, for his career, has only thrown for over 300 yards twice, and that was in the same season. The blowout game against the Dolphins, <laughs> the blowout game against the Dolphins, and the playoff game in which they got smoked by a Tennessee Titans. Shout out to Cap. Is this the, you talking about the same MVP, Lamar Jackson? Is that that? Yeah, he's an MVP. Yeah, come on now. We talked about the contract extension, so you, you don't play some guys. Throw the football. Lamar's the MVP. Mm. Sean Alexander was an MVP. I don't want to hear that miss. <laughs> he got true. whooped. That is true. <laughs> Sean Alexander was an MVP. I, don't, I, don't and, look. Uh, I, I heard Baker won a part of the top 10 and, and lost. Can you, can you repeat the, the list again? Yeah, and just go to All like right. 6 through 10. We, we good okay. on 1 through we five. good on top 5. Yeah, so 6, six, six through, 10. through 10 in the order is Deshaun Watson. No arguments here. No arguments. Lamar Jackson. I, I got beef with that. Ryan Tannehill. Dak Prescott. Matt Stafford. That's the that's the bottom half of the top ten. I had now now Shark Shark had beef with Tannehill being eight. I'm okay with Tannehill being eight because I feel like he's a top ten quarterback. I just gotta see in the in the in the playoffs at some point. And I, I find it ironic that him that Jackson and Tannehill are both kind of like in the same area. They both have had playoff struggles. Um, and then Prescott at nine makes sense too. He hasn't just performed well in the playoffs either. And then Stafford. I don't think he's ever won a playoff game. <laughs> so he's, he's going to be happy. But Stafford is in a system now. That's better. I agree. That's exactly. better for him. I, yeah. I had Stafford, I think, at like seven, I think. Because I, I think he's going to do well with, with that offense. Exactly. I, him at, I believe I had him at eight. Eight or nine. I can't, I can't believe. I can't remember. I didn't do it. So I can't, I can't say where I had him. But I yeah, definitely yeah. would have not had him at 10. Uh, at number 10. I think he is better. I, I think also we have to think about we're talking about what's going to happen next season. Next year, so yeah. yes, we hear yeah. what's happened in the past. Definitely mm-hmm. hear that. But Matthew Stafford is not with the Lions anymore. He is with right. the Rams with Sean McVay, who is a quarterback guru. Ben Roethlisberger is entering his 47th season <laughs> with with looking at porn. So I don't even believe he should be mentioned in this whole category. Um, <laughs> so um Tannehill has proven year after year he's he might not be the best quarterback but he's managing the team well that's what a quarterback does and so I believe Tannehill deserves to be in the top 10. I, um, I, do, I do too now I, there. I, and I think Lamar Jackson is, is a question of where he's at in place I hear what we're saying yes he had the MVP season before yes agreed yes he hasn't thrown for over 300 yards agreed but when's the last time we talked about the Ravens not being in the playoffs and they're going to still be in the playoffs. But that's the scholar's point where he was, we were talking about Baker. They have a great team and a great concept built around him, but do they have a great concept around Baker or around Lamar? Because it's it's the the same. It's basically the same. They have a bait. They have a basic scheme and everything for the team that runs well. I got well, you. Like, so let me tell you this. Oh, like, if you switch Lamar, two, no, 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 no. Right, if you no, switch Lamar two and drill, two minute drill to win the game, do you want Lamar Jackson throwing the football? I want Hell Lamar no. Jackson running the offense. 
Thank you. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what he's for. I want Lamar. Two minute drill, and you know you Lamar. can't hold on the football. Do you do you need him throwing the football? Two minute drill. You down by eight. Do you who you who you want? I I, I take Baker over Lamar. That's just me. Okay, so me then too. if you take if you take that, then switch Lamar and Baker. That's not really fair because yeah. the teams are built for around that player though, because yeah. that team is built around Lamar Jackson. Okay. That's what I was saying. I mean, That's basically all I was saying. The team, the teams that, that they have built around them, like the schemes are actually to their to their life. I, I, I think Baker could fit anywhere you put him at. Lamar is he has to have a running game. And if the running game's not working, he gotta throw. So well, Lamar Jackson is part of that running game, though. I, I get like they both they both have teams that but this, this they is both thing, have though, teams that, that that fit their their scheme, yes. But at the end of the day, Kansas City, top to bottom, has a better, much better roster than Baltimore. Top to bottom. That it's not even close. Mm. I mean, they have better quarterback. Quarterback makes it you know, that much over the top. I mean, Kansas City defense ain't, ain't all that, in my opinion. But uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Baltimore and Cleveland, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Baltimore I about, I about uh, about, okay got Baltimore and Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland has a much better roster than Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so 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 we talk about Dak. Um, I I had I'm Dak, here. Like, I'm present. <laughs> I, I had Dak. Like I think I had him at nine, which I think is not him at ten. Because because I don't okay. know, I don't know if he's gonna be who he was anymore after that ankle injury. Um, and then the MRI as well too and with shoulder. the shoulder. That's kind of that's kind of yeah. like mm, like that's kind of interesting because he's not he's not throwing at all in preseason games. To he, he's getting like mental reps. In practice, I've been watching Hard Knocks, so you kind of get a feel for the inside scoop of it. But it's something to be out there on, on that field, and you got people running at you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah. Now, now that if that gets healthy and he's he's playing how, how he was last year, then we'll then we can expect him to be like a top top six, top seven ish quarterback. Uh, but also with last year, the Cowboys defense was terrible, and so a lot of those stats were empty calories with him having to catch up. So that was part of the reason why he did so well. So I kind of want to see him in those, at least now after the post-contract, high-pressure situations. How is he going to perform when the game is tight and he got to go out there and perform when it's on, on him and not because he got to catch up being down 30 points to the Atlanta Falcons? You know? Agree. And I, I think what <laughs> Dallas is going to do, again, going back to that point of, you know, GMs or especially in this case, Jerry Jones, they like to do things to make sure – they like to do things to prove what they did was right. Dad got that extension. And so I think what's going to happen is I think they're going to be he- run heavy the first maybe two, three weeks of the season. And then and I think that's probably because of what Seven just said. I, something's not right with that, with this shoulder. It, it, I get that you don't that you don't want him to get hurt. You want to preserve that shoulder. But to you know, as much as much time as he missed last season, and then you just gonna run him out there week one, that just because it's like just want him to be healthy like nah you got to give him some run so i think they're going to go run heavy the first two weeks but then i think they're going to say all right we're about to air it out with cd lamb um you know um Gallup. Gallup, i think they're gonna throw the ball a lot this year so really statistically i think dag will be a top five statistically now i think yeah. he'll be a top five quarterback. he was top one last year before he got hurt yeah yeah agree. <laughs> They should have just kept Andy Dalton. Don't. Oh, okay. All right. End the show. End the show. End the show. <laughs> no, we got trolling yeah. around, buddy. 
But any any more comments it, it, on top it, ten quarterbacks? Uh, next week we doing I think wide receivers. I think it's wide receivers next, yeah. and then defense will end it out. But yeah, I feel like this is. I mean, it's fair. Like I'm okay with Lamar being number seven. Like, I, I get I get the argument for it. Personally, I wouldn't do it, but I feel like the top I, ten. I, 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 I understand it. I, yeah. I just you know, you know my top ten. The number one thing for a quarterback is to be able to throw the football, and for a yeah. guy that has that's only thrown for three hundred yards twice in his career. I mean, no, the, the number one thing for a quarterback is to win. Yep, win there you go. the game. To win. However, that does. But why is Deshaun Watson so high? I'm just playing. 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 Like if this was a top ten players, then yeah, Lamar would have been on my list, but his quarterbacks. But anyway, yeah. moving along. All right, well let's this is saying show out, right trolling all. You know what I'm saying a bunch of trolling going on in that last segment, but you know it is what it is. Any any of y'all got one? Mm, think about I actually I actually I actually got one for football. I don't know if we had this conversation or not. Um, I no, forgot it's... where I saw this at, but it asks, is cornerback the hardest position in football? So uh, trolling wow. all, cornerback, uh, cornerback, not quarterback, cornerback is the hardest position corner? in football. Corner? Corner? Corner, corner. Oh, DB? DB? No. Yeah. No. No. What, what's, quarterback, what's, what's quarterback, is the, quarterback is not only the, the most difficult position in football, but it's probably the most difficult position in sport is quarterback. Not quarter corner defensive back. Yeah, but, uh, not, and that's what no, I'm saying. saying quarterback is the most difficult. Oh, quarterback. Right. I'm, saying, I'm saying I don't think corners not no. No, I don't think corner is the most difficult. No. I think it's quarterback. Mm. And it's hard. Like I saw this and it was kind of it was hard for me because I get it. Like cornerback, <laughs> you gotta be able to know the field. You gotta stop a, a certain player because if you don't, that's an easy, you know, touchdown in some cases. Um, and of course, you do have safeties to kind of balance out, you know, play devil's advocate, but you do have to keep your man in front of you on, as a defensive end. And, you know, anything can happen in a split second just like that. So that, that's why I was I'll say like, I'll I, say this. Okay. I'll say this. I think it's easier to make the Pro Bowl as a quarterback than a cornerback, because I feel like you can tailor an offense to make it friendly to your quarterback you know, deficiencies. But when you out there on that island and you got to go get Tyreek Hill, Ain't no hiding you. <laughs> Safety, <laughs> linebacker, two corners. It's literally, like, it's literally, I think, hardest to be a cornerback because you got a backpedal against Tyreek Hill running forward. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, yeah, I think it's cornerback. And yeah, then you have to, like, play, basically play defense without touching him. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Chief. Go ahead. Go ahead. The thing about the cor- cornerback position is – to your point, Savage, yes, you do have to line up against Tyreek Hill and all these other ones, but you're not always in a man coverage or a press man coverage. You get to sit back, so to speak, sometimes in a cover two zone or a cover three zone, depending upon the scheme that is called by the defensive coordinator. Quarterback has to navigate what is the scheme that the cornerbacks are running? Mm-hmm. Where is the defense going to be set? Where is the blitz going to be? Where do I need to move coverage or or get my help from for my offensive line? And and that's really the quarterback is really the harder position for me. Along with sometimes a corner can get subbed out. Yeah. You don't sub out a quarterback. If you sub out a quarterback, we in trouble. I eat the Dallas <laughs> Cowboys. So like legitimately to me, when you're talking about if we're talking about football alone. I know Shark is a great receiver, so he knows how, how difficult it could be with a corner. Quarterback is the toughest one of them all. 
Because again, when you sub out a quarterback, now we're talking. You sub out a cornerback, uh, okay, we got somebody else to fill that void. And now I can run like a, a different coverage for that. So you you said if you sub out a quarterback, you're in trouble. I mean, I don't think anybody want to put in their their thirds. Well, I guess you know how you describe it. Third, second string cornerback against the best receiver on the team. Maybe that's just me. I I saw Mr. Trubisky make the Pro Bowl, and I ain't never seen a cornerback that did not deserve to make the Pro Bowl. But that's just me. Trubisky, I mean, he played decent with, for the Bills yesterday, but, I mean, nobody picking Trubisky to be on their team today, I would. You know, was but. he in the top ten quarterback list? Are you right? Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still shocked this man was a Pro Bowl. Jesus. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> and he was also a Nickelodeon MVP, but that's neither here nor there. Listen, even Emmett <laughs> O'Kerr went to Man. an all-star game. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So was Mo Williams. So was Brad Miller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got one. I got one. And, and then we can end after this. I'm sorry. Okay. Troll or nah? Christian McCaffrey is a top 10 running back. Whoa. I mean, yep. that's not a troll. It's, it's, whoa. Shady. What? You know what? I'm just, I'm just gonna mute and just look at my daughter. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Toot handle that. Toot, you got it, bro. It's a no. I know. I I, I, I answered that I bullshit don't. last week. <laughs> I'm not answering that shit again. <laughs> Chidi just wanted to troll. And like I actually put Dak in my top ten, regardless no. of if he can say healthy or not. That's crazy. No, but no, no. You have to you have to ask that question right after I had to deal with Trevor. Dealing with his his craziness, like I'm not doing that again. The past is a past for a reason, dog. I know. We got maybe Zena right here. I'm I'm trying not to cuss in front of her, but you got me acting like a heathen on a Sunday. Man, nah, <laughs> I'm not gonna do this with y'all. I'm. A, I will say this. The reason why I brought it up is because Trevor's crazy. Christian McCaffrey <laughs> is definitely a top 10 okay, running back okay, okay, in okay. every league he's okay. ever been in, including okay. when he was with Stanford. I will, I will hold that L there. Like, I will hold that L. Thank you. Alien yeah, I had to downgrade him. It wasn't until <laughs> said, said I was like, you know what, bro? You my brother back again. But after that, it, it sucks. It, it sucked, man. It sucked that it be your own people that stab you in the back. You know what I'm saying? But. I love you. I love you regardless, Trev. I love you regardless. Thank happy you. belated Thank birthday. I appreciate, it. I appreciate it. Have a happy belated birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Oh man, it's Christian McCaffrey Thompson. Hey, next, hey, top 10 rabbits even next year. Y'all better have my boy on there. That's all I'm gonna say. Who? Uh, you know who? You know who? The Christian McCaffrey teammate. Oh, I thought you were saying Christian McCaffrey. We can have him listed as top 10 wide receiver on that, too. I'll be like, all right. Hey, damn <laughs> I don't know about damn that. Damn I mean, he, I mean, we talked about this, too. He's he been balling, but I don't know yet. We'll see. I got to look in, I got to look and make sure. Okay, well, he's definitely in my top 10, so I can't wait till next week. Next week is going to be crazy. Man, y'all saw that I'm baking not in the top 10 to my brothers and not having Christian McCaffrey in the top 10. I, I damn near don't want to do this list no more. <laughs> well, I mean, you should get some help next week for your wide receivers. No, we'll see. We'll see. But if y'all ain't got nothing else, we appreciate y'all for rocking with us. Yeah, it's gonna get interesting. It's, it's gonna get interesting. Uh make sure y'all follow us at Let's Be Real LBR Sports 901 on Twitter. Uh let's be real LBR Media, Instagram, Twitter, man. Make sure y'all follow the squad. Yours truly at Tev Shakir. Uh Sharky, we miss you. We love you, man. Make sure you with us next week. Shout out to you and the wifey. 
you know what I'm saying? Y'all got anything else? No, that's it. That's it. Good, good, good. All right. Wish you until next we time. Almost there, next week. Hey, we, we almost, almost there. there. We almost there. Football season right around the corner. Yes, God is good all the time. Yes, he is all the time. All the time. <laughs> God is good. We're going to leave it on that note. Happy Sunday, gentlemen. Appreciate y'all for rocking with us. We'll see y'all next week. Be easy. Be easy. Stay Be easy. black. Stay nice.